you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Is retail actually changing? We talk about the pace of change increasing all of the time, but is it? Is it actually changing or are we just kidding ourselves? That is what I'm diving into in this episode of the Retail Transformation Show, episode 49. Hi, I'm Oliver Banks, your host today, and thank you very much for being here. So as I just mentioned, we're kind of taking on a big topic this week. Are we actually just kidding ourselves? Is retail transforming or is it just a normal evolution that we're getting a bit overexcited about? And I suppose I'd start with looking at the customer, right? Retail's classic phrase is the customer is always right. And arguably, you could say that has not changed. The customer is still right. The customer still demands that they respect and trust the retailer. And that is still very much true. But what's slightly different now is the customer is not just right. They are king or queen. They are in control. This is a consumer-led market that we find ourselves in today. And that means all retailers have to step up their game. They have to listen and react very quickly to consumers or risk people voting with their feet or fingers. <laughs> but we'll come on to that bit a little bit later on, right? So this is a consumer-led market, and there are a number of things which that means. It means retailers have to be continually on their game. Else, a quick change of public reaction could adjust the fortunes of that given company. Elements like corporate social responsibility are hugely important now. Consumers are not just looking for retailers that buy stuff and sell stuff. They want a retailer to have a more wholesome presence, to really stand for something, to be relevant in their lives and to be in tune with their values. So I think from a customer's perspective, the world has changed, retail has changed, and we, the retail industry, must change with it. From a product perspective, though, surely it's the same, right? You know, quality is still important, price still very important, and availability well, goes without saying, right? You still must have great availability. So those aspects are really ever present in retail, right? So you could say that the whole product piece has not changed. You still need to have a great product at a great price and have it in stock where your customers want to buy it. But what we have seen with the whole product piece is we have seen sourcing go global. There are many different elements of the supply chain that you must be in control of. Think of media stories about global sweatshops and about how working conditions are still so important. Think about how elements like sustainability and recyclability have changed how products are designed, how they're marketed, how they're purchased by consumers, right? We as consumers are demanding a greater level of visibility across that global supply chain. And we're wanting to know more about the products that we're buying than ever before. Marketplaces have opened up competitors from around the world 
And they are coming in with some seriously low cost alternatives and really flooding out the whole retail market. From a product perspective, that is a big thing. So whilst the product has changed, I think it's important to really think about the people that are involved in the retail industry, the staff, colleagues, partners, whatever you call them. They are still key. They hold that important touch point, physical touch point with the customer, right? Absolutely true. So that has not changed at all. People still drive retail success. Retail is and always has been and always probably will be a person-to-person business. Real relationships do drive successful retail experiences from all angles. But what I do think we see today is that you need a wider range of skills in your people, in your teams, across the whole organization. Skills that just have never existed before, for example. We've seen some fairly major changes to how people are employed and want to be employed. Things like the gig economy have and are continuing to change how the retail workforce is made up. People have more portfolio careers now, where they're blending a number of different jobs to fit to their requirements, rather than wanting one job, and that is the job that they have. With generations like millennials entering the workforce, we also see people wanting to be more purpose-driven. They want their job to mean something. They are not just wanting to turn up, earn their money and go home. They want to be part of something bigger. They demand that their employer is relevant, that they serve a purpose. And there is research coming out now that says people would rather have that than earn a few extra pence per hour or whatever. And I mentioned just now that people hold that physical touch point, which is still absolutely true. But the other big thing about retail today is that it's not just a physical touch point. It's not just when you are making eye-to-eye contact with someone. The multitude of channels that now exist in the retail marketplace means actually many of the touch points are not physical. They are digital touch points, which are very different, let's be honest. And of course, if you're talking about e-commerce and delivery, you may not even own the physical touch point. The point where a courier hands over an order to a customer, it probably is not your courier. And that means you are out of control, but the customer will still see that as part of your process. If the customer has a bad delivery experience, it still falls back to you, the merchant. So now that critical physical touch point is not even owned by your team or your business. Okay, so things are a little bit different. But the good thing is, stores are still critically important for retail. Depending on what source you read or refer to, physical retail still makes up 80 to 90% of the retail industry, and more arguably in some categories and some locations. So physical retail is not dead, and it's not going away any time soon. But hang on a second. Customers don't expect you to exist in just your physical locations. They want you on social media. They want you on a website. Customers expect you to be ever-present across the channels that 
they use. Not the ones that you use, the ones that they use. And of course, they're looking for convenient shopping as well. And that's not just about having a close proximity, not needing to drive or travel many miles or great distances to reach you. Yes, of course, that's still important. And we see the rise in food convenience stores as a massive indicator of that. And that's happening globally, right? Driven largely by the global trend of urbanisation. So whilst physical stores are still important, digital presence and working across multiple channels is essential in our digitally enabled world. When it comes to systems and technology, we're seeing huge amounts of change. I'm not even going to pretend that things are not changing. You still need the same sort of systems, but the way they work and what they do and the general capability is far exceeding what we are used to. So I'm not going to pretend that that is not changing. You know that element of retail is changing. Now, the classic model in retail is buy, move, sell. You need to procure your range, your products, or the materials you need, and then you need to produce it as well. You then need to move or distribute those products into the right places so that people can buy them. And of course, you need to sell them. You need to transact with consumers. That exchange of products or services for money, it still very much rings true. You'll be glad to hear. But we are seeing new business models emerge. Think of things like subscription models, where consumers pay a monthly fee to get that product again and again and again. We're also seeing the rise of rental models. You know, think of Rent the Runway, right? Where you are loaning your clothes for a short amount of time and then you're returning them. Product licensing is making big changes and there are big partnerships going on as well. Franchising is becoming bigger. I don't have any data to support it, but based on what I'm seeing, it certainly feels like that is a trend that is escalating. We're seeing more collaborations. I'm thinking shop in shops or where you can access one retailer's stock from another retailer's store. So it turns out the retail business model is changing too. And in turn, we're seeing competition continue. Retail's always had competition, right? From next door, from over the street, from across town. But now we're seeing competition coming in from all angles. We're seeing competition from multiple channels, different pure play retailers. We're seeing big international players coming into marketplaces and really disrupting things. And at the same time, we're seeing more small independent stores coming up. We're seeing cottage industry companies coming up. It's getting pretty feisty, the retail competitive environment. And then you throw in all of the non-retailers that are starting to grab a little share of the wallet as well. I'm thinking companies like Netflix, like Instagram, that you wouldn't classically say was part of the retail industry, but they're very much an alternative to the retail industry. So I think we're seeing multiple, multiple elements where retail is changing, right? Of course, there are many, many different other directions that we could go in from here, but I think you get the picture, right? Retail is changing. The older aspects of retail certainly still ring true, but we're seeing a whole load of new elements come in. So as you're managing your retail operation, 
You've still got to be thinking about your customers. You've still got to be using your experience and your instinct. And you've got to take action. Those elements are things that drew me to the retail industry when I first came into it. I love the passion and the drive and the determination. But you know what? Even when you're managing a retail operation, things are changing. We're now surrounded by data. It's everywhere. And we've got to work out what to do with it. The devil is in the detail, as they always say, and retail is detail. Well, it's time to start looking into that detail to find out what it is you need to know. You've got to use your data and turn it into real insights, but not just something that's interesting, actionable insights so that you can take action and you can change the future. We've also got new technology coming in, things like AI, artificial intelligence, right? And that can really change how retail models and retail operations work. So even how we go about managing a retail operation is changing. Everything is changing with retail. So now is the time to transform. And I do hope that tuning into the Retail Transformation Show, I do hope that you agree with me, right? Now is the time to transform. But I've seen some research recently from a company called Pushon where they looked at retailers and they found that 35% of retailers have no plans and no strategy in place to transform. 35% have no plans or no strategy in place to transform given our changing world, given our changing industry, given everything that we've discussed in this episode. Yikes, 35%. That number, I'll be honest with you, fills me with terror. Because that doesn't look pretty, right? If you do not change, we've seen plenty of companies that have not changed and we know the ending. So please, please don't let your company be one of those. Part of the reason why I started this podcast was to help companies like yours to navigate the challenging and choppy waters of transformation. You know, I'm, I'm so passionate about helping retailers to guide their way through the changing landscape that we find ourselves in today. And I would love to help you too. So do reach out. You can either find me on LinkedIn, Oliver Banks, or on Twitter at Ollie underscore Banks, O-L-L-I-E underscore Banks. Or hey, just drop me an email, right? oliver.banks at obandco.uk. But you know, if we look at some of the previous episodes that have been on the Retail Transformation Show, I'm thinking, for example, the conversation with Ian Shepard. That was episode 45 and 46. And Ian shared a whole load of golden nuggets, all from his book, Reinventing Retail. And I do, if you've not listened to that one, right, I do thoroughly recommend you go back and listen to that one, episode 45 and 46. Even reflecting back to when I spoke to Polly Barnfield, that's episode 42 and 43. And that was looking at how social media is changing retail. And there were some huge stats and statistics and indications as to what you need to do. And I think what's happening is that a number of retailers either are feeling like things are changing so much that they want to wait and see how it steadies out and how it plays out so they can work out exactly what to do. Oh, and P.S. I don't think the rate of change is going to slow down. I think it's going to be turbulent for some time to come yet. But I also think there are a number of retailers that don't know what they need to do. They're stuck. 
they're at a dead end or what feels like a dead end. And then, of course, there are some retailers that do not want to take a good, long, hard look in the mirror. And that's a tough place to be in as well, because let me tell you, things are not changing, right? If you cannot honestly critique your business and your operation and make a plan to adapt to our changing world, again, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be a nice, happy ending. So I do plead with you to really take transformation seriously and help others in your business along that path too. I'm here for you as your partner, as you go through your retail transformation. And I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you about what you think about this episode. Do you think retail's changing or not? I'd love to hear from you about what the challenges are that you are facing. And hey, I'd love to hear from you if you've just got any questions as well. So like I say, do reach out, LinkedIn or Twitter, or drop me an email, oliver.banks at obandco.uk. And hey, if you've enjoyed today's episode, I do recommend you check out the show notes page from today, which is obandco.uk slash 49. That's got those references from those other key episodes, as well as a bit of a summary of the conversation. On that show notes page, I'm also going to put out a little bit of information about how you can access my transformation trifecta, which will help guide you through the lofty challenge of retail transformation. So you can find all of that over at obandco.uk slash 49. And if you've enjoyed today's show, please do hit subscribe in your podcast player so you will not miss new episodes that come out every single week. Just before we wrap up, here is a closing thought. There are a number of different ways that retail is changing, but teleport yourself into the future, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years into the future, and look back. Look back at the history that we are producing today and decide, is this a one-off change? Are things going back? Or do we need to strategically, intentionally change how we're running our retail business so that we can survive for 20, 30, 50 years time. What would you tell yourself if you could look back from the future? I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Like I say, hit subscribe and join me again for the next episode of the Retail Transformation Show. Thanks very much. Thanks very much.